Quitters never give up. I hate my ex. Hope you fall down the stairs and you break your neck. Get fired from your job, end up homeless. Hope your new relationship ends over a text. I hope you step on a tack and you stub your toe. Hope your son smokes crack and your daughter's a hoe. Hope your teeth turn black and your hair won't grow. And your dog and your cat, I hope they die in the cold. For real. Fuck your mama, fuck your daddy, fuck your uncle, fuck your auntie, fuck your grandpa, fuck your granny, fuck your whole fucking family. I hope you get a rash from your deodorant. All right, welcome to Quitters Never Give Up. It's episode 49. Good. That's the level of petty that I feel that I aspire to on a daily basis with my exes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, we're going to get to a petty ex story later. That's why I oh, chose that okay. clip. I from... love petty ex stories. All right. Shall we do a uh, flashback that needs no introduction? Sure. Although it needs no introduction. I did the Evite thing, right? Ralph's Evite rants. Yes. Yes, you did. I think I did. Uh, anyway, so now we pick up to where Ralph is actually having another party, sending out Evites once again. A bit long, but enjoy. I'm glad you joined us in here, Ralph, because we need some follow up on the conversation that started on the afternoon show yesterday. What's that? Well, it was the fear that is struck into the hearts of people who work here when they receive an Evite from you. Listen, listen. Uh, Dave, the King of Mexico, described it as the ring. Remember when <laughs> if you see the ring, you will die. That's the that's the feeling of the flush feeling that comes over people when they see an Evite from Ralph. Good people have nothing to fear from me. I'm like Batman. <laughs> You know, the innocent need not fear me. However, evildoers, beware, because I will descend from the darkness. Or normal people who have things to figure out in their life before they can respond. Those people also have to be very afraid. That's correct. How yes. long does it take those people to figure out whether they're available or not on one day of the year? Some of us. Yeah, I know. Kevin, I always give a certain amount of time because I understand it's complex. The beautiful thing concept. about Evites, though, beautiful or hideous, is that Ralph can tell if Lisa opens it on what day and at what time. So right. he knows she looked at it. And As last the host, year, I can tell when the emails opened. That yes. was news to all of us. None of us knew you could do that until last year when Ralph started screaming oh. at us for opening them and not responding. He would say, you opened the Evite two weeks ago. How long does it take for you to figure it out? And yeah, everybody's and like, oh, man. Reasonable question. I think that's a reasonable question. Uh, l- let me ask this question, and uh, maybe we'll get some help from the listeners on this uh, topic, too, because I'm sure you're going to have an opinion you want to weigh in with or you've got your own evite horror stories but 1-800-520-1067 is a number I, I don't understand why people think it's outrageous that ralph wants to know whether you're coming to his party or not and he's inviting all of us to the party because we're friends of his and it seems like that's the type of party that everybody would want to go to that they would say well i don't know what i got going on in december but i like ralph and i have a good time at his party so i'm going to go ahead and and check yes because that's something i'd like to accomplish well you don't want to check yes and not show up that's the rudest i think right uh, i agree that would be rude so you really don't want to do that and it is as alex pointed out yesterday a very busy time of the year in terms of just family gatherings and just all kinds yes. of things are going which on, is why so. we sent the invitation out a month in advance because right. we figured this gives people you know, plenty of warnings. This isn't a last-minute thing we're asking you to, you know, put aside other plans whatever. People by now should have an idea whether they've already been invited to a party on that date or whether that date is open. Those are, that's, the, that's the question it really comes down to. <laughs> I think Ralph gets annoyed because he gets the feeling that people are just going to hold it open and wait for better options. That's the only that's reason what it looks people like. don't answer, Kevin. I'm telling you, that's the only reason someone would have for not answering. Because I don't care who you are. You could be you could be <laughs> President-elect Obama. There's someone who's got a calendar someplace who can look at that date and say, nope, that's free. Feel free to check yes, Barack. Well, 
But I now, guarantee these people are like, oh no, what if I got pro- oh I got issues and things and oh maybe there I could have what about work? What oh but there I heard there's a big meteor coming and I might have to be in a bunker. Come on, there's no reason not to know a month in advance whether you have that day available or not. And it's not it's not a thing where I'm going to take it personally if you check no. If you've got other plans on that date, you've already, already accepted an invitation to a party or your family's in town, just say no. I get that. But when you're planning a party, especially at your home, and you've got to buy food for a certain number of people, and you've got to buy booze for a certain number of people, and you have to make preparations, you really need to have some idea about who's coming. Here's what gets me about you. Alex had a great idea yesterday, which is, and many invitations have a please respond by date, and you refuse to do that. Now you it's know not that I refuse to need... do that. I didn't think to do it because I assume. But yesterday you said I shouldn't have to do that. It's a great idea. It gets everybody off the hook. Everybody knows when they have to respond. You know when you need to have your numbers set. Because it would look, caterers. it would look more ridiculous for him to put if you don't respond within thirty seconds, I hate you. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not really how you want to write it. I yeah. think it's a great solution. <laughs> why, why does that need to be said? Lisa? Why are you afraid to do it? Why can't? Well, because I didn't think of it. But why can't people just open it up and say, "Oh, this date? Let's see. That I like that guy. That sounds like a fun party. I'm going to find out whether I can go or not." I don't know, but. Levite has turned the art of the response into the simplest possible procedure. Yes. It used to be you had to get something in the mail, and then you had to fill it out, and you had to mail it back, or you'd get a phone call, someone would leave you a message, you had to call that person back. It took a lot of effort to RSVP to an event. Evite has distilled it down to its most simple form. Unless I can go inside your mind and just telepathically read whether you want to come to my party or not, nothing could be simpler. I got to tell you, clicking a box with a mouse. I got to tell you, uh, my wife throws a lot of parties, and she's always frustrated by people who don't RSVP, which is a majority. It's almost it is the majority. It's a That's majority what of people. Blows me away. Just go. Well, you know, I'm not going to let them know. I'll, I'll plan to go or not, but they won't actually RSVP. But now it has gotten so much easier. But it's also given the eviter. Um, a little too much power, and I want to know I how agree. to get around it. I want to know how I can look at it and not let Ralph know I looked at it. I need that there information. Need to, right? need to hack into the yes. Evite website. I want to hack the Evite system. So Let's people uh, here were not opening the email for fear that I would see they read the invitation that's and correct. did not respond. They all looked over my shoulder when I opened it it's to check madness. the madness. <laughs> There's a process. I don't understand what it is, but I get invitations to plays, and I don't respond right away and i look at the date oh, of when i have to respond and i usually do it a couple of days before that well, i don't know what is why. that there's what some is... some process i have to that, be in the right place it's to called do it. brain damage that's nope. the process you have something <laughs> wrong with you and i'd also like to suggest that when it comes to plays your answer is <laughs> always yes <laughs> what's the point of waiting <laughs> you know you're know. gonna say yes all right let's go to uh eric yeah eric. yeah eric <laughs> good morning guys in covina first of all i most of the time I hate your comments. Love. I really do. But on this one, I gotta, I gotta agree with you a hundred percent, guys. Twenty-five percent of the time before the party is to be held, do you respond? Yes or no? Twenty-five percent of the time, what? Yeah. Look, Meaning, if it's if the invitation is a month out, you're supposed to wait a oh within a week, a week or something. Is that what you mean? A week is a reasonable amount of time. Not with Ralph. Now, I'm look. telling you, if you look at that evite, he will be knocking on your door like a well, minute and a half if, later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you say yes. And and for some reason something comes up, you can't make it. Look, you simply give the the host a call and say, "Look, I'm sorry. I know I was planning on coming. Something came up. Can't make it." Right, which is worse? Doesn't is it, seem that hard, does it, Eric? Is it worse no, to it, say yes and then not show, or is it worse to not say oh, say I no and then show? Oh, let me, not let me showing or let calling. Me tell you oh, I see. Okay. Look, look, if you guys.
guy, if somebody tells me they're coming to my party and then they don't show up without giving me a courtesy call. You kill them. They don't ever get an invite to my house wow. ever again. Oh, and wow. I'm the invite Nazi. You have a brother in arms, Ralph. God bless you, Eric, for seeing the right and wrong in this situation. Well. All right, buddy. <laughs> it's Thank everything you, else you say, but simple human decency is what it comes down to. There's also there's also one other thing that uh, that is very funny about this because with the evite there's a yes column. Yes. And there is a you can leave a message, excited to be there, whatever. Right. And there's a no column and so there's you can't a, be here, I'm gonna be out of town. Sorry, buddy. Wish I could be there. And, and then there's the dreaded maybe column. Oh, that thing. Brian in Cyprus, good morning. How you doing today? Good, good. thanks. What's up, Brian? Hey, Hi. I hate that frickin' maybe uh, comment because uh, every time I put a evite out, um, you get two or three people that respond maybe, and then they wait till the last minute to tell you yes or no. Yeah, the maybe thing is totally bogus. You're absolutely it right. Is. Pointless. But the maybe people are very close. They're they're in bed with the people who wait as long as possible to respond because they're waiting for a better offer. And that's the only reason that people wait day after day, week after week. Yeah. I'm not asking you to sign up for elective surgery here. I'm, I'm asking you, can I give you free booze and feed you? That's what I'm offering you. If you're not sure you can commit to that horror or not, then go F yourself. I'm asking you to come to my house. I'm going to ply you with free booze and give you good food and music. Oh, jeez, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I'm up for that or not. But what if, say, you get in a car accident that day or something happens bad? You gotta have your options. <laughs> I might have a car accident. Right. That you day. never know. Then say yes, but say keep in mind I might be in a car wreck. Okay. The day right. of your party. Thank you, Brian. Right. What's the uh, What's the date of the party? Do you have that, Andy? Do I have it? It's uh, December fifth. It's the sixth. December sixth. It's seven. So ask your wife if you can go, Kevin, and then respond. <laughs> you know Kevin's schedule is plotted out for the next 12 months. You know there's not Absolutely. a spare minute. And here's, yeah. my, here's my thing about that. People say, oh, you know, it's a busy time of year. The busiest people I know are the ones who know most what their schedule is. Because they're so busy, they, have to. they yeah. have to sort of coordinate everything and know exactly what's coming up in the next couple of weeks in order for them just to get through their life. They have to have things mapped out. So those really busy people absolutely know whether they're available or not that night. And I have a hard time believing that Dave, the king of Mexico, can't figure out whether or not he's available a month from now. A month? Dave's, a month. In, in Dave's fantasy imagination land, he's convinced that Kristen Bell may call him with a last-minute <laughs> holiday invite that he, he may want to go to instead. Akon might ask, might ask him to, to roll with him in the tour bus, but that probably won't happen. He's probably safe checking yes. Yes. It's, it's probably the best offer he's going to get. <laughs> That's what it's, I'm saying. Uh, the Kevin Abid Show on the World Famous K-Rock. Let's talk to uh, Veronica real quick. She's on line one calling from Los Angeles. If you're just joining us, there has been a little bit of a brouhaha here at K-Rock because Ralph sent out an evite for his holiday party. Everybody has looked at it. Most people still haven't responded whether they're coming or not. And he's saying, hey, what up? Veronica, you're in a similar situation. Am I right? Yes. Hi, guys. Hi, Hello. Lisa. Hi. So you're having a party? You sent out an evite? Yes, and nobody has responded. How many did you send out? Probably sent out like 75. And out of 75, I got like four maybe. <laughs> four like responses? Two. You are very unpopular. People just <laughs> don't brutal. like you. It's, now, it's you, Veronica. <laughs> now the, me, it's not me. I'm very nice. Now, the evil <laughs> part of the evite, nice. the evil part of the evite is that you can tell how many people looked. How many out of those 75 have looked at it? Um, I'd say about three-fourths of them. And everyone's just being mean. Everyone's just well, like, oh, you know, whatever. Well, you can be nice and throw crappy parties. <laughs> How are your parties? 
amazing party. That's the With thing. You and yeah, all five of you will have a great time. <laughs> if it's on hey, December Veronica, 6th, I'm available. <laughs> Veronica, do Kevin's you get the for a better deal. Do you get the impression that people are not responding because they're holding out hope that something else will come up the night of your party that they would rather go to? No, I think they just look at it and they're like, oh, I'll probably end up going, but I don't really need to write this down right here. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't think it should be taken that personally. I mean, I don't know. It's not a slight. It's not an insult. It's just sort of inconsiderate because I think the people who are looking at the Evite don't realize that it does make a difference if you know how many people are coming to your party regarding, you know, how many pizzas you buy or whatever you're planning on doing. You need to have some sort of number. Pizza. All right. Helping make up my mind. All right. Thank you uh, for the call. We appreciate that. We got some great suggestions on how to open the Evite and not have people know it. Why don't we start with Nick in Santa Monica? He's on line four. This is suggestion number one and see if you like this one, Kevin. Hey, Nick. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. 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 Um, What I do is I forward it to another email and then I open it there. And that way it's not the same um, email that's registered with the website. Open it and they won't know. That is brilliant. So you forward it to another of your own email addresses, then you can open it. Yeah, and I did it before because I heard about Ralph Rad and I got scared of my friend for the party. And so I did it and he never knew, and I jerk, he said, yes, like the day before. Brilliant. That's a fantastic idea. It's not a fantastic idea. You're aiding and abetting the enemy here. I I know. It's okay. I'm all right. Isn't it true that Nick can't say no? No. I mean, isn't that part of that was. Isn't that part of the, how things work? Don't, the way, don't take advice on how to, how to skirt the system. That's making things worse. But this Ralph, guy said yes the day before. All right, let's go to so Anthony. You're, and you're like Nazi party, collaborators though. in the 30s. You're helping the wrong side here by publicizing these, these tactics. For your next party, Ralph, you're going to be walking around 48 hours before the party. You're going to be going, I don't know what's going on. I sent the invite out a month yeah. ago. Nobody has looked I've at got it. One bottle of vodka and some canapes. <laughs> Anthony in Huntington Beach. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Lisa May. Good morning. So there's a preview pane option that you can have open where it opens a second window, and you can actually look at emails without anyone knowing you ever opened it because you actually didn't open it. A preview, a preview pane, pane on the, the Evite, huh? Where's the preview pane? There's a there's an option tab, and there's a preview pane that you can check off. And I learned this two ways. First off, there was a guy from work that kept sending me nudie pictures that I wasn't supposed to open. And when you preview it this way, it doesn't show up. And then secondly, of course, the boss asking for meetings on Friday just before time to go home. It's like, I never got your email. Sorry, bubs. Okay, you're talking about something in your in your email. System. You're not talking about opening the Evite, though. This is a general email thing for you. General email thing, yeah. Yeah, this, this is a general email, so you can preview any of these things without mm. ever actually opening them. I don't think that that's going to work for what we're talking about. Yeah. I think you need to get inside the Evite to see the specifics of the party, unfortunately. I'm you do have to click on the link. at Ralph's Evite, and I don't because see Because I don't think like it shows that. up as an email. You have to actually click into the Evite.com website in order to that's view right. the invitation. Oh, so it registers the fact that you've entered the website. All right, so that's bogus then. Yeah. Okay. So, so just forward it to a Hotmail account or something, Kevin. That's clearly the answer. That's what not we'll take the away answer. from today's story. The answer story. is make up your mind, yes or no, and just tell the person. That's the answer. Might need a little time. No time! <laughs> just a little bit, just to figure it out. 48 hours. We're busy. <laughs> we, have, we have a lot going on. You don't have anything going on. Well, there's that. But, I mean, other than that. A lot. Jam-packed. Yes. You know? So busy, busy, busy. We'll get to it when we can. <laughs> hate you all. All right, so Evite, yay or nay? Are they still a thing? Yeah, I was going to ask. 
I don't know. So, okay, you guys are going to have a barbecue and you want to invite your friends. How do you guys go about doing it? I mean, it's 2022. We're all still in freaking lockdown. So, but I mean, if you were gonna. Group text? <laughs> oh, there you go. Something like that. Yeah. I'm not really hosting like giant parties, but. <laughs> right. But I mean, usually I, we pick up the phone. I mean, my neighbors are old, so I got to pick up the phone and call them. Maybe text them. I've only got a very few evites and they're always something I want to go to. Like my sister invited me to her uh, going away party. So it's always something I'm going to go to and I respond immediately. But that's just because I'm old and I don't go to a lot of parties. Right. Well, and I think, too, back in the Evite days, it was fine for barbecues and very kind of casual get togethers. <laughs> so I, mean, I think there's still some formality with certain types of events that you want to send an invitation because it kind of sets the tone for the event a little bit. And so when someone's sending me an evite to a uh, engagement party, I just I can't. I, I think there's also Facebook does events and sends yeah, out exactly. Invites. Yeah, between Facebook and emails and group chats and all sorts of things, I wouldn't even know. When was I the guess. last time anybody got an evite? Twenty nineteen. I don't even remember. Well, uh, yeah. the Facebook uh, evites I don't think is even uh, a thing anymore. I don't think so either. But. Facebook, I, I've gotten Facebook event thing. Yeah, for sure. Couldn't you re- like change your answer? Like you, you couldn't do that on Evite. You couldn't say yes, I'm going, and then go. Uh, I can't go after all. No, I don't remember. I believe you can, or you Although, could. Yeah, I have to agree with Ralph. The maybe is total BS, man. If you get <laughs> maybe, it's like you wasted my time. I still don't know if you're coming. So he was right about that. Yeah. Well, in a couple of weeks, we'll find out how the party went. All right. I'm looking yeah, forward yeah, to that part. On that. that breaking news story from what, 2008? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like how they didn't know about the preview pane for emails, though. That's as did, Lindsay they have was... it? did they have that back then? Yes, they did. Okay. I don't remember. This is so long ago. <laughs> yeah, I would say 2008. I was probably still on Yahoo Mail. Well, 2008, I was, I was access. And th- here's the other thing. Back in 2008, you were pretty much only accessing your mail from a computer. So yeah. I would only access it from, from work because I never owned a, a personal computer up what? until most recently. How, how is that possible? How is that possible? <laughs> uh, I, nev- I never owned a computer. Until... Did you need one? What about your wife or kids and stuff? At, um, in 2008, <laughs> I, don't, I didn't need one. I used one from work. Right. I and, and around well around 2008 is when i got the first iphone and that was pretty fancy for everybody okay because the first iphone was in 2007 and i remember getting the first generation and everybody thought it was stupid because it wasn't a flip phone and it was too big <laughs> and then yeah and and i really i rarely checked email outside of a, a desktop computer at work All right here we what are today. Yeah, right. But what can I say? Brandon doesn't have a computer. He doesn't have a cell phone, doesn't know how to type, doesn't know how to do anything on the computer unless I'm the one doing it. So, so does he invite people by throwing bricks through people's windows with notes? <laughs> right. Jesus. Brick fight. <laughs> All right. Do we do we have another flashback or, or should we go no, to No, that was long enough, so I just left it at that. Awesome. That was a great one because I, I really love when Ralph gets that over little things. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that, and I remember, uh, I remember the first one, and and thinking, what's an evite? I don't think I had gotten one at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so shall we do the week that was? Yeah. Press the button, my friend. Send me back into time. Edwin! No, Edwin. Oh, I'm sorry. One, two, three. It's a new day. Our feature presentation. Week that was. 2011. Our fucking day. I'm not a fan of the fart comedy. Oh, thank you, Bean. You and me both. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're doing the week that was. This is January 17th to 21, 2011. We'll start off on January 18. Jonathan Korn, he was a big K-Rock artist. Let's see how they commemorate his birthday. And Jonathan Davis, <laughs> singer for Korn, celebrates his 40th birthday. Here's Jonathan singing about his birthday. Sweet. Kevin doing one of his great impressions. Sounds just like him. <laughs> I like how you introduced him as Jonathan Korn. I, was like, oh my God. Jonathan I thought Korn. I did something wrong. I'm messed up today. I don't know what they put in my coffee at Starbucks. Sheesh. <laughs> now, the big story was still that Psycho Mike was going on live with Regis and Kelly. Sue, let's... We even got Regis himself commenting on this. Top five men of radio who will co-host with me next week. Bobby Bones. Eric Ferguson. Vince. Jeff Mauler. And finally, Mike Catherwood, a.k.a. Psycho a guy named Bones, Bones and, and, and uh, Psycho Mike. Psycho Mike. What's the other guy? I may not show up next week. So the real Regis saying, Psycho Mike? What the heck is a Psycho Mike? <laughs> love that. Now, one thing I've learned over the years, as much as I love the Kev dog, never take his advice. So when Mike was going to be on Regis and Kelly... He had some ideas. He was going to pay him to do some stunts. But here's what I'd like you to do, because this is very doable. And I would pay you, I think Bean would toss in 500 bucks. And Whoa, I, wait, I, what are we talking about here? First off, the idea that Bean was going to throw 500 bucks in for almost anything is ludicrous. So you saw Bean's reaction. That's pretty funny right there. So let's see. What was Kevin's great idea? I think you would toss in 500 bucks as I would, to make it a total of $1,000 if you fart loud enough to be heard. Oh. Hold on, and then blame it on Kelly. <laughs> Come That's on, Mike. Sol- That's pretty solid. That, that you could do. You could look at her like, what are you doing? That's- I'm in for 500 bucks. Bean, yes or no? <sighs> I'm not a fan of the on... fart. I'm not a fan of the fart comedy, as you know. That is not my milieu. You guys know that, right? It is, pre- is, it is the... pretty funny. Right, be, be, be. Kelly, this though. is the inappropriateness you... of it, though. Let me give you like a dress rehearsal. Ready? All right. Yeah. And coming up in next segment, we got Danny DeVito talking. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Ripper. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Ripper. Oh, I didn't know that's why they call... And then you could say, I didn't know that's why they called you Ripper. Holy <laughs> mackerel. I, I mean, this is your gig. You're a professional. I can't believe you just did that. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Come on. That would be awesome. That's pretty solid. Okay. I, I'm with Bean. I'm not usually a fan of the fart comedy, but oh, God, I wish you would have done that. That's funny. But hearing Kelly Ripper rip one is pretty funny. That is funny. <laughs> 
Now, <laughs> Kevin goes on. He's got more ideas. Kevin is great at this stuff. You know, I would never like to be his friend that was doing it, but if someone else did it, I would love it. Mike, I would also like you to announce that every person in the audience just won a trip to Australia. It's <laughs> <laughs> another awesome. Kevin, you, <laughs> you got some good ideas here, <laughs> you, have to, you have to shout it like that, though. <laughs> Australia! Yeah. Oh, that would have been funny, too. <laughs> Kevin's one of those guys. He'd be great to hang out with. He'd dare you to do dumb stuff. If you were all drunk or high, it would just be the best night of your life. <laughs> I think we've learned <laughs> so worse. like Allie's made a lot of like really sly, sly references to Kelly Ripa being like kind of awful so I think if I remember correctly I don't think she would play along with stuff like that but maybe I don't know I was just clear uh to clarify this is Regis and Kelly right and mm-hmm. then now it's uh Seacrest and Kelly right were there people is in between isn't it Michael Strahan Oh yeah, there was him for a while too. That's the the whole thing. What that Allie commented on was the fact that Michael Strahan like left without telling her, and she was like, Allie said things like, "Well, if it's not Kelly being the center of attention, then she's furious about it or something like that." So I can see a that. Lot of, yeah, but I've it never also seen looked that show, and I never will, so I can't. Comment. <laughs> I've never seen it either, but it looks like uh, Kelly works out a lot, so she might be letting out some of those, you know, protein shake farts anyways. So. <laughs> oh man. You did this, Eddie. You started I'm not this. A fan of fart comedy. <laughs> I Maybe she could put them in a jar and send them out. <laughs> Let moving on as they say. He's um 79 years old, is that right, Ralph? Uh yes. Wow. Looks good. Sounds so good. he said Ola is going to <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Bean. Looks good. Sounds good. Sound smells good. He's, Tastes good. He's, he's amazing for seven. He's not yes, amazing. He he's not amazing. He he's is. serviceable. He's no. serviceable. He gets up every morning and he doesn't embarrass himself. That's the best he's ever done. Look, if if I am as sharp as he is at seventy nine, if I was Look, as sharp as he is you now, being bad I'd be grateful. doesn't make him great. Okay, I'm just saying it just makes to you bad too. Just makes you bad. That's all it makes well, you. <sighs> Back to you, Ralph. He <laughs> says uh, he'll be done at the end of the summer or uh, early fall is when he'll be leaving. And the good news is uh, the vulture of show business, Mike Catherwood, is circling right over his head. He'll <laughs> be able to swoop in and take the job. That's right. That's how Mike gets work. He waits for, you know, the guy from Loveline. Who is it? The poor man who left yeah, by Loveline. Right. Yes. Ricky yeah. Rackman. Took yeah. over for him. And then Regis is going to die. He'll take over for him. I like that. The vulture <laughs> of show business. <laughs> and also another Ricky Rackman reference. We talked about him last week. It's kind of weird how these things just kind of crop up out of nowhere. Yeah, I haven't heard about Ricky Rackman in, what, 18 years or something? Yeah, at least, or more. And another Poor Man reference, too, because they were talking about Loveline and how he took over for uh, Poor Man. Kind of funny how these things just crop up out of nowhere. But they they left out Adam Carolla, because he took over for Adam Carolla. It was uh, Poor Man, (laughs) Ricky Rackman, then Adam Carolla. And then Mike Catherwood. Poor man and brought in Dr. Drew and they started doing Loveline, right? Yeah, yeah. he started. And, yeah. Okay. Uh, all this talk about Regis got Regis himself to call. Can you believe that? Called real quick to talk to you guys and to break the news to Mike that I don't think he's going to have the job permanently. You, well, I mean, I don't think he expected to, but why are you saying that, Regis? I mean, he's got as much of a shot as anybody at this point, right? Well, they've, uh, I probably shouldn't be talking about this, but they've already made their choice, I think, the producers, and they know who's going to take over for me. When I finally leave in the fall. Really? Oh, yeah. uh, who's that? Tara Reid. The Tara, Tara Reid, the <laughs> famous uh, actress. She's going to be uh, working with Kelly. I'm going to change yeah. the name of the show to The Ripper and the Tara. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> of course, the great, great Ralph Garman doing a Regis impression. Really good Regis impression, actually. I love that joke. I should have seen that one coming. I don't know how I missed it. Good job, Ralph. That was excellent. They did a very interesting call-in topic. You had an oddball encounter with a celebrity. Uh, let's see how it started. It was a story about Donna. Now, the Dalai Lama, he's the monk dude. So he's wearing the monk clothes, and he's got the bald head, and he's just sitting there, and he's got one guy who's not sitting down next to him, but is standing next to him, and it's just he's just there hanging out, not doing anything, not talking to anybody. And she thinks, hey, this is a good opportunity to go up and hang out with the Dalai Lama, because how often do you get a chance to do that, right? Yeah. I'm, but, I'm, I could answer that question. Never. <laughs> ever. Way, there's Kevin, never an opportunity. What do you suppose she said to him when she stepped up to in front of him? <laughs> Hello, Dolly. Yeah, well, you got to say that. <laughs> so... Uh, no, she didn't really, but I, I was right. I chastised her directly for that. <laughs> so she sits down next to the Dalai Lama, and she looks over at him, and he looks at her, and he's a very sweet man, very nice, very welcoming, very open. And she says, Twizzler? <laughs> what, what? He, Twizzler? She Twizzler? was eating? Oh. Yes, she had Twizzlers with her. And he says, I've never had a Twizzler before. I'd love to try one. So she gives him a Twizzler, and they sit there, and she, she ends up spending about 10 minutes sitting on the bench with the Dalai Lama. He's having Twizzlers, and they're just chatting. I love that. Just a totally random, ran into the Dalai Lama. Anybody here have like an oddball celebrity encounter? I used to wait tables uh, in Hollywood, right? So all over. And one of my favorites was uh, Scotty Weiland used to come into Cafe Med on Sunset. And I ended up waiting on him a couple of times. I never said anything to most celebrities that I knew who they were or anything. Um, but he would just come in and order plain coffee. And so one day I just kind of, as I'm pouring the coffee for him, I said, you're one of my favorite bands ever. And then it was really cool because after that, he would come in and then ask to sit in my section when I was working. So it's kind of nice. Oh, nice. Oh, very cool. I have two. Uh, one is when I was very young, uh, our entire, the, all the girls in our class went to Planet Hollywood. And one of them like smack run, ran into Katie Holmes on the street. And the most recent one is that I was at a drag. Um, what do you call them where you read the books? I don't remember. Um, at like a, at a children's bookstore, there's a drag queen reading a book and oh. I was standing there. And then this little kid like came and like, was like right next to my leg. And I was just like looking down at him like, Oh, you're really cute. And not saying anything. And then Tyra Banks walks up to him and is, um, picks him up and like brings him back to his seat, like to sit. So Tyra Banks was at that bookstore. Oh, wow. A good one. Nice. Yeah. Mine was I went to a Three Stooges convention, me and my friend. So it was like they were showing Three Stooges shorts. There was memorabilia. There was a home movie. Anyway, and they, I'm walking around, and I see a guy dressed like Michael Jackson. He's got the whole epaulets, the glove, a mask on. And he's shooting people with silly string. And I thought, what does a Michael Jackson impersonator have to do with the Three Stooges? So I just ignored him. So I go home, and I'm watching the news, and they say, Michael Jackson showed up at the Three Stooges convention and here's footage and it was the guy. So I was like within five feet of Michael Jackson. I thought it was an impersonator, so I didn't even pay attention to him. So kind of an encounter, <laughs> sort of an oddball encounter. As close Did as we? I ever got to Michael Jackson, at least. Okay, let's go up. We got Coachella was announced in 2011. I'm going to play the Sunday lineup because it's kind of interesting. Some good K-Rock bands kind of remind you of what was going on back then. 
Now you get into Sunday, and this is uh, some of the bands that had been most heavily rumored turn out to be playing on Sunday night, including The Strokes, who will have a new record out this spring. They're going to be back. They're always great live. Duran Duran also getting ready to come out with a new record. That's been one of the ones that's been rumored for a long time. People hoped it was true, and yes, Duran Duran is going to be playing Sunday night at Coachella. Again, this is April 17th we're talking about. Kanye West is headlining Coachella. Really? How about that? We got the National, PJ Harvey, uh, the Reunited Death from Above, 1979. They're going to be playing. Uh, Nas is on that night. Jimmy Eat World is playing that night. Neon Trees, great band. Awesome. Uh, she Wants Revenge, uh, Best Coast, another band. And here's one that I'm kind of excited about. This Wiz Khalifa. You've heard that song, that great, uh, he's a big Steelers fan. He does that black and yellow song. You got some of that for us, Mike? Kind of a crazy lineup there. You've got Conway, Kanye, you've got Duran Duran. Crazy <laughs> stuff going on. Tim Conway played Coachella. Oh yeah, very. Good. Did some great country songs there. <laughs> yeah, what is it? The the Dilbert? Oh no, what did, what did he used to do where he was on his knees? Oh, I have to look it up. Uh, anyway, I think Jimmy Eat World is not a big favorite of yours, Lindsay. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I just I love that when they do the announcements of the old concerts. You remember who was doing what? So yeah, this that was Coachella twenty twenty or twenty eleven. Okay, big celebrity birthday. I'm going to do a quiz here. One of Bean's all-time favorite celebrities, not Weird Al. I'm going to give you that hint. One more hint. Ralph does a great impression of him. I do a great impression of him. Any guesses? Shatner? Hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger? I don't think I've ever done an Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's not hot. See, that's as close as I can come. Sylvester Stallone? Sylvester Stallone. No, okay. I'm just going to play it then. I'm Ashley Costa. And I'm Buzz. When I first met Ashley, I thought, this is a really cute babe. This is going to be a real treat. Buzz Aldrin's birthday was January 20th. And guess what his real name is? Oh. Edwin. Right. Nice. <laughs> commonality. So let's hear, let's see who did it better, Ralph or Edwin. Hi, I'm Buzz. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Ralph doing his Buzz impression. Now, I made a call to the Afro line, and I did a Buzz impression. Hi, I'm Buzz. <laughs> so anyway, there you go. That's awesome. It was just an excuse to play my Afro call. Nice. Another worth it. celebrity birthday. It was worth it. It was worth it to me. Another celebrity birthday, David Lynch. He was the creator of Twin Peaks, directed Blue Velvet, very talented director, very strange guy. And Ralph happens to do an impression of David Lynch as well. Director David Lynch is 65 years old today. <laughs> Happy birthday to me, David Lynch. I'm 65. Have a good day. I got to go to his uh, site and find out what the weather is today. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Director David Lynch, who's not directing movies anymore, apparently he's just sitting at home recording the weather daily on his website. So when you go there, you get the weather from David Lynch. And he's been doing it for like two years. Years, yeah. yes. So a weird thing he used to do. I, I don't know if he still does it. He's, he he's still does guy. it. Does yeah, he still it does the, it. It was on the Ralph Report this week. Yeah. Yes. No mm-hmm. kidding. Well, it was his birthday, so that's why they brought it up. Yeah. 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 I could play uh, you the, the weather report from today from David Lynch if you I'll want. I'll do it. <laughs> While you're bringing that up, have you guys been following the When We Were Young Festival? Speaking of Jimmy Eat World. I saw it. Uh, is that back east? Or... 
it's supposed to be in Vegas in October oh. and the lineup is like insane, but everyone's saying that it's going to be the next fire festival because the lineup is too big and there's not enough time for all of them. Oh yeah. There's like 40 guys, right? 40 bands. Yeah. Like including one Jimmy show, they're like, how's that going to happen? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. right? yeah they're but, basically going to come out, play a chorus and get off. Yeah. And Maybe I heard just like a rotating stage. Go ahead. Well, and I, weren't Allie and Bean talking about it, about doing smaller festivals. So when this whole Omar, Omar Khan's over and everything, I think it'd be super cool. We've got 50 acres up here and it's got a natural amphitheater in it. I think it'd be super cool to have like a mini festival and just invite every, all the K-Rock people have DJ Omar Khan, uh, DJ or whatever. It'd be super cool. And Steve. That'd be cool. Yeah. Not an a natural amphitheater. <laughs> yeah, an amphitheater. <laughs> all right, here's David Lynch doing the weather. Good morning. It's January 22, 2022, and it's a Saturday. Here in LA, a clear morning, a pretty strong breeze blowing out there. 54 degrees Fahrenheit right now, about 12 Celsius. Today, is day one of weekend projects and the fun work train is at the station. In fact, it's always at the station, ready to board and take us into the fun work territories. And don't forget about the dining car and the glass topped observation car. This afternoon, it'll be going up to 73 degrees Fahrenheit, around 23 Celsius, and we are going to be enjoying those beautiful blue skies and golden sunshine all along the way. Everyone, have a great day. Interesting. Wow. That's amazing. He's still doing it. What's that old saying? You you need fu money. I think he's got fu money, so he can just sit at home and he can do the weather every day. What the heck does he care? He's had know. fu money for a long ass time. Yeah. What That's was that business about the train? Yeah. What is that train? I I've lost myself on that one. I think mm-hmm. he's sending code out to somebody. Could be. Yeah. Oh yeah. Watch out, Omar Khan and him got a code going. <laughs> it's time, Omar. The train is in the station or something. Uh, another celebrity birthday. By the way, if you ever want to know how bogus astrology is, David Lynch and uh, this birthday, same day. Emma Bunton of Baby Spice celebrates <laughs> her birthday today of the Spice Girls. She is 35 years old today. Wow, we're all getting old when the Baby Spice is yeah. 35. You know what I'm saying? Was she your favorite, Ralph? Were you a baby, a baby guy? I was a ginger man. Ginger. I, I, I like me some ginger. I didn't have a uh, favorite Spice Girl. Does that make me bad? Come on, Kevin. Yes, you have to have a favorite Spice Girl. You have to have a favorite Spice Girl. You do. Just tell me what you want, Kevin. What you really, really want. <laughs> what more? What more can we? Can we do that feature right now? <laughs> right this second. Okay, I I vote up on that. See, I always wanted a thing instead of Would you like to take that back? Where they did the uh, the column and they voted on it, the scientific survey. So let's do it now. You guys all vote up or down. Was that a good joke or should he take it back? Let's start with Lindsay. Never take it back. Never take it back. Good. Christopher. That joke was strong. I support nice. it. Jennifer. 
Totally strong. I support it. All right. Okay. So Mm -hmm. you're in, Ralph. So instead of taking it back, it goes to the Hall of Fame or something like that. (laughs) Hall of Fame. All right. Podcast Roundup. Nailed it. Ow! 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 Get it, Edwin. You want her to promote your podcast. We got it. Say hello to happy goodbye to the blue janky podcast. I'm down for some nut loaf. Dickie LaRue's famous nut loaf. <laughs> Come on down to Dickie LaRue's. Try some of our famous nut loaf. <laughs> My new restaurant, too, Chain. Hope you all stop by. <laughs> I love the snorting. The snorting laughter from Eddie was awesome. Uh, welcome to the podcast roundup. The podcast I'll start with is Great News, episode 68. This was a very funny one. If you like that uh, Kevin and Bean making fun of great news this is the episode you got to go back to listen to okay, i'm in then so the first one is mike going to in and out and he gets uh his meal paid for him kevin thank my you. story mm-hmm. yes comes from my life this was a great news story that happened to me is that right sure. so just yesterday i pull into in and out here in texas there's not very many but there is one kind of close by to us and i place my order and i get to the front and he goes, okay, well, uh, the girls in front of you paid for you. And I said, really? We've done a story just like this before. I'm talking about. And I said, oh, wow. And I'm kind of, obviously, I'm flattered, but I'm, I'm, I'm a little, like, stuck and confused because I'm like, well, what, what do I do now? And I look for it, and they turn around, they're waving to me. And it was like teenage chicks. They were young, you know? So for them to, to think you did that was uh, very nice of them. And I go, well, I guess uh, – I'll pay for the person behind me. And he goes, okay. He goes, that'll be six ninety-five. I go, boom, score. It was like one fifth of what I <laughs> what I ordered. That that story started off kind of. I thought it was going to go like down a dark direction with Mike and teenage girls, but he uh, had it paid forward and uh, had to only paid six dollars for his full meal. Nice. All right, they did a story on a grandpa that plays saxophone for his grandson and the grandson enjoys it and they bought him a new saxophone because it went viral and let's let's listen to him playing saxophone (laughs) so that's a the saxophone playing that went viral and uh, this was Kevin's take on it. Here's here was my take. My take was completely different, um, and that is they can't, they couldn't have done a GoFundMe for some lessons because he's not great. They not great. they might have, but they wanted he's to keep the theme great, of the story he's so. Not, he's positive. not a great player. He's not great at playing the saxophone. I also wouldn't mention that I'd been playing since the fifth grade. Like if that right. story is about me, I would have lied. I've been like I picked it up six months ago. Right. The kid said he liked it. I don't, I'm not, I don't really know how to play, but, you know, I'm trying. Right, exactly. But, no, he's been playing since the fifth grade, and he's still not good. So, yes, not not a, it wasn't very good playing. I was very surprised when I heard it, how, how unsoothing it, it was. But I thought this was great news, and they would say all this nice stuff. You're right. They're getting darker now. A little bit, a little bit. Okay, moving on to Janky Town. There was a new theme that they played that was by Hot Sauce Tim. Yeah, who wants to get janky? 
It's Jakey Town. We're getting janky. Oh! It's Jakey Town. Time to get janky. It's Jakey Town. We're getting janky. Oh! It's Jakey Town. It's time to jank around. Excellent work there, Hot Sauce Tim. The thing that was concerning about Janky Town um, is that, well, Beer Mug's leading the episodes now, and uh, he had this to say about the description of the podcast. Uh, for those of you just joining us, we used to work on a show called The Kevin Bean Show on the world-famous K-Rock for many, many years. Dave had about eight years on me before I joined, and then I uh, came in and just screwed everything up. So... <laughs> That's how we met each other. We like to uh, talk about sometimes we like to go into the K-Rock past, the K-Rock vaults, and, you know, reminisce on days that are no more. And then we also like to touch on stuff that are going on, that is going on in the world right now. So I mm-hmm. hope you enjoy. So their podcast is focusing on old times at K-Rock. Oh, it'll never work. <laughs> no, but I thought um, it was a really good episode. Uh, beer mug is there paying attention, you know what I mean? Kind of really contributing and stuff. I just felt like his, he was so much more lively and it was so much more fun to listen to. Yeah. Dave's having him lead and he's doing a pretty good job. Yeah. It's great. But he's starting to cut into our territory of talking about okay rock <laughs> stuff. I mean, well, they've always got the insider info that we're never going to have. So we're just bringing back the old stuff. So it all works actually. I was I'm waiting say, for we stole the B team concept. So <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that from Lindsay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good point. All right, they talked about cops that got fired for Pokemon. Both <laughs> cops were were playing Pokemon Go. Imagine that, dude. Imagine, and, imagine that. And what was the big uh, Pokemon that that uh, they were hunting that got that lost on their job? Charizard. Oh no! I wish. It was a Snorlax. Oh, my God. Not a Snorlax. Oh, no. my God. The Snorlax. Well, wow. listen, as a Pokemon Go player, it's not even worth it for a Snorlax, dude. Like, Unbelievable. Just, just, just leave it oh. on. Leave your, leave your phone on. It'll be there. I would, I would love, Dave, to hear the police radio transmission of that. Like, so you get the operator like, yeah, we got a 211 at the Crenshaw Mall. And then they were... Yeah, uh, we got a code four. We're trying to catch a Snorlax. Uh, we'll be there uh, shortly. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, what? <laughs> so that call leads into the next what the fuck news, which was about a uh, a pig to human heart transplant. First ever pig to human heart transplant. A what? A pig to human heart transplant. Wait, so the guys lose their job and then they have to give their trans the, their heart to a transplant? What? The I'm cops? confused on what the, the cops no, lose no, their no, job. no, 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 no. Play no. Pokemon and then they're punishing to give stories. up their, their heart? Two separate stories. That was a pretty funny joke for me. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so does Eddie, do you know Pokemon? I know old school Pokemon and I know the game on your phone. Where you like it's actual streets and you try to find these monsters and you got to go to that area like with GPS, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Is it still a thing? That's a good question. Well, Dave's playing and two cops got fired for it, so I guess it's a yeah, thing somewhere. Oh so, yeah. I remember when I don't know what it was, but we got like a trailer DVD or video of Pokemon, 
and it was like the song gotta catch them all and we like I was I was kind of like a kid when Pokemon cards first came out but I I didn't really get into them my brother got really into it though Mm. who's your favorite Pokemon character uh I don't really care but I do I do love me some Pikachu it's cute Chris who's your favorite I I I never got into Pokemon. I yeah. don't know. I think my favorite is Jigglypuff because he would come on the scene and sing his little song, and everybody fall asleep and he'd mark their faces up with marker. <laughs> he is super cute, right? <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have so many random tangents I could go on about Pokemon. <laughs> I watch a Twitch, Twitch streamer who uh, her name is Ash, and she like plays a character named Ash Ketchup in a in an alternate uh. universe. So we're going to tell the affiliates we're going long and go on Pokemon. <laughs> Hold on. Give me a sec. I got a couple of Pokemon things I need to play. Oh, no, I'll never have this chance again. You know, uh, speaking of, I heard you guys talking to uh, Alex Jones about Pokemon. Yeah. 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 He seemed very concerned about it. Uh, this came in from Edwin. I even realized this. He said, I just got the patch for Pokemon Go featuring K-Rock personalities. K-Rockymon, it's called. <laughs> allows you to catch K-Rock personalities as you walk around with your phone. I had no idea. Mm. He said, I went to Cantor's Deli and caught Rodney on the Rock, <laughs> went to Bourbon Street and caught Bean, went to Hot Topic and got be- Beer Mug. I have not been able to catch Allie because she lives in her car and moves around too much. She is the hardest to catch, writes Edwin. So if you can get Allie, it's extra points, apparently. Am I like the most desirable one to get? Yes, you're nice. like the Pikachu of uh, K-Rockymon. It's the nicest thing you've ever said. Thank you. <laughs> sad. A little bit of Pokemon Go when that was first in the news. That's awesome. But the, the living in one's car thing was like already a joke. Yeah. I think it was early on when she first got on the show. Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. Lindsay feels cheated. I was going to say, like, it, <laughs> did Bean actually to like make that up for her too? Are we like in this little club of, of butt of living in one's car? <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, you and Allie, that's right. If it makes you feel better, Bean probably forgot that he used to say that to Allie. Oh, I, he definitely was fresh to him. Wait, hold on, I got one more thing. I want to be the very best Like no one ever was To catch them is my real test To train them is my cause So that's a bop. I always love that song. <laughs> I'm way too old to play it, but I love that game. I watched the show. My <laughs> nephews were into it as kids, so I would take that. I took them to the mall to get a meow too. <laughs> what? <laughs> None of this makes sense. You guys are you guys are punking me, right? You guys are fucking <laughs> no, with me. No, it was a great no. game. And then um, the dog I had at the time was Presto. She was a Beagle Lab mix. And so I would go, presto, fur attack now. And she'd shake off on the other dog. That's amazing. <laughs> what? Hold on, hold on. One more. Just one more. Pokemon, get to the back! Pokemon, get to the back! 
So if you're one of the Japanese version too, I got that. <laughs> I think I think this may have to be a bonus episode of oh, Quitters <laughs> Quitters Ramble about Pokemon. But I have one more story before we move yeah, on. Yeah, do it. Do I'm gonna, it. It's very short. Okay, so the there was this whole controversy about Pokemon Go that a lot of the Pokemon weren't. I, I think I think this is the case. It was either Pokemon Go or some other thing where a lot of the Pokemon weren't included in something, and so Reddit called it Dexit, like pokedex and dexit and there was this guy on reddit who who drew one pokemon family a day crying like until this makes me laugh so hard i I got this friend this story from my best friend shout out Susie, and he would draw them sobbing every single day and he titled it like one sobbing pokemon family a day until dexit is reversed that's awesome did they ever reverse it no i don't know Um, it was so long ago it just became one of those memes i'm not even into pokemon at all i never played pokemon go i just watched my friends kind of lose it over it nice sorry sorry i really took this on a lot of tangents today this has been the pokemon roundup yep (laughs) i finally have a chance to use all my pokemon clips again All right, right. Uh, back to the Ralph report. Ralph discussed a childhood toy of his. He was a big fan of Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh exploded. The Disney version exploded in the mid-1960s when I was a tiny little kid. And so it it was everywhere, and I just fell in love Mm. with Winnie. He was my man. That wasn't too much. My mom would hand-make outfits for my Winnie the Pooh. Oh, that's nice. She made him a, a superhero costume when oh, I got into superheroes. Batman costume? No, it was just super poo. <laughs> and it just, she was a brown, little corn chips around. No, him. but it, he had a little, uh, like a like a onesie with a SP on the front of it and sort of a logo that my you mom designed. Him super poo? And there was a cape connected <laughs> to the back of him and Not he'd a fly paper? around. Toilet paper cape? No, he was super poo. <laughs> SP. Winnie the Pooh. Sorry, I had to include that clip there because Ralph's childhood story and super poo. All right, let's go to a cup of tea in a chat. Edwin brought in these clips about Bean's guest. Apparently, they missed some bells. I'm happy to have her, but I'm not hosting her. Right. So I guess my question to you is, do I have any responsibility whatsoever to show her a good time? So Edwin added the bells for being right, Edwin. That's right. As our new position as podcast police, we've got to keep track of this stuff. Right, here we go. I'm happy to have her, but I'm not hosting her. Right. So I guess my question to you is, do I have any responsibility whatsoever to show her a good time? Excellent work there. Awesome. Uh, Allie tried hazelnut coffee creamer in her coffee, and we found this It's out. a burnt nut oh. that tastes like ass. <laughs> yes, I couldn't agree more. Hazelnut creamer is awful. Yeah, I'll go with that, too. There was also a call-in topic for celebrities that are considered hot, but you don't think they're hot. Celebrities that everyone thinks are hot, 
but you don't see it. Think about that while you hear her story. Hey, Allie and Bean, you talking about Jason Momoa made uh, me think about one time when my boyfriend and I actually stood next to him at a Metallica concert at the Palladium um, a few years back after Metallica played at the Grammys. And he was so tall. He has this fabulous hair. He was charming. He was funny. He was joking around. He bought people food. He was everything you would hope a celebrity would be when you meet them in person. I honestly think my boyfriend fell in love with him that night and I could not have been less attracted to him. Whoa. I was just wondering, is there a celebrity like that for you guys where everyone thinks this person is gorgeous and you just don't? So that's the topic. Celebrities that are hot, but you don't think so. And um, Edwin brought in this clip of who Ali thinks is hot, but probably isn't considered hot by most people right and then you look at someone like a steve buscemi and i'm like put it in daddy am i right <laughs> oh please don't say that don't ever say that again i'm sorry that just tickled me I'm, i had to bring it in <laughs> yeah the the celebrity that she doesn't like is brad pitt uh, but steve buscemi can put it in i know i love that <laughs> brad pitt no <laughs> steve buscemi yeah well that do you guys is there anyone you guys have that everyone thinks they're you know Handsome or beautiful, and you just don't see it. Angelina Jolie. How dare you! I know it's just. I mean, and I think one. So for comparison, I mean, I'm sure she's a lovely person. I'm not, you know, but for comparison, I think Jennifer Connelly is probably one of the most beautiful people. Jennifer Connelly, which one? who's that? Oh um, yeah, yeah, from uh, Labyrinth, right? Wow, that's uh, a yeah, great she was in a, yeah, she was in a beautiful mind. She was in um, what an Oscar for something, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, she's a, like an actor's actor, but I just her face, I think, in, is just the prettiest face I that I've seen. Well, and I remember meeting uh, Tyra Banks back in the day, and she's just shit personality. So she's there's no, beauty does not exude from within her, and it and you can see it. You know what I mean? She's just not. Well, I guess mine goes into the Ralph report because Ralph talked about her on his show. Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox are back in the news. Oh, this interview, this killed me. They did a recent interview where the reporter brought up the fact that the video of him pros- uh, pro- proposing that one yeah, okay. proposing to her yeah. went viral. Right. Okay. Megan Fox pretended that she wasn't aware of the fact that it went oh, viral. Bullshit. And she Bullshit. turns to Machine Gun Kelly and says, "Are you aware of it?" Oh my so God, he's, it. he says, "Gotta hate it." He wasn't he wasn't even aware that the, that it went viral. What? Plus, he said, "I just recorded it on my cell phone. It wasn't like we had photographers or anything. It was just me setting up my phone against a cup." Now here's the thing: the video they posted along with this story. Yeah. They're like, "Look at the video. The video has three different angles." Of the proposal, and it was edited all together. <laughs> so how can he lie so boldly as to say he just leaned his iPhone up against the cup? Who are turned people, it on? Are people fans of them? Is there any special effects? Is there? <laughs> yes, there's a CGI pig that's flying around. It's got wings. <sighs> Fuck, man, these people suck. It's crazy. I hate them. By the way, the ring that he designed specially for her yeah. has two roses in it. Uh huh. And has thorns on it on the uh, stems. Uh-huh. It's specifically made. If she takes it off, it will hurt her. What the f- <laughs> God? And then they drank some blood. 
Fucking fame and money is wasted on the wrong people. It really is. They're just awful. Yeah, Megan Fox. I, I that whole thing that she's going through with all this. I no, don't like it. That <laughs> ring sounds like something from Game of Thrones. Right. Take it off and you die yeah. or something. Yeah, who would want that? Who yeah. is Machine Gun Kelly, by the way? I have no idea. Some weirdo dude that the only one. That he's a rapper and uh, he's an artist. Uh, he's a musical artist. I think is the the easiest way to describe him. But he's he's. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's a lot to unpack about him. There's yeah, there's a lot to unpack about. Him. That's another bonus episode we'll do. Pokemon <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, yeah, deep no. dive on Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. No, let's skip that. Let's. You know, um, I think and, he would have been a K-Rock artist at some point. Or maybe he is. Nah, okay. Um, going back to the intro with the Petty breakup, uh, there was the Glitter Bomb breakup. Did you guys hear that? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna let this play for Lindsay then. Another relationship story that I wanted to do, and I don't know if you saw this, is her name is Jade Butters, and she bought 82 tubes of glitter. <laughs> no. <laughs> Of glitter and decided she was going to teach her ex a lesson and make sure that he would never forget her. Mm. So she filmed a, a bunch of it, putting it up on her social media of her sprinkling the glitter all over his clothes and his bed, even putting it in his toothpaste. She also sprinkled glitter into his laundry detergent, assuming that the next time he did laundry, that his clothes would come out with glitter. I don't know why I'm laughing. This is just oh my god, awful. She said, oh. I, didn't, I didn't want to do anything that would be uh, that would do too much damage, or you know, it was really just a prank. I wanted to get revenge. We've been going out for three years, and I was mad about this, so I thought that this would show it. I put it in his bedding so it'll fall out when he strips the bed. It'll be haunting him for years. She also left mm. the glitter in places it wouldn't immediately be noticeable, meaning the house looks untouched at first, and he will find surprises along the way the longer he lives there. So glitter bombing your ex that cheated on you with 82 tubes of glitter. I love it. I'm into it. <laughs> they used to do that call-in all the time, you know, you, what did you do to your ex? I was just mm -hmm. curious, Jen, Lindsay, even Christopher... Ever an experience with that? Did you get back at somebody? I Even don't. lovely Lisa did one time. Yeah. Told a story about that. Yeah. Allie said she wouldn't do anything. And it, Steve found it a little too too extreme. And I'm kind of, I think I'm kind of the same way. Just leave. I think oh, it's nothing. a good one. Because there's no damages. You. They can't I come can after you for Lindsay, anything. like throwing a sock or a volleyball <laughs> at the guy or something. <laughs> I have a lot of crazy girlfriend and ex-girlfriend stories. Oh, I love this stuff. That's another I am, bonus episode. I am a crazy ex and Oh, girlfriend. perfect. I, I'm not going to go into it, but yeah. Oh, come on, DM me, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bean had nut roast. You you went to a nut bake, right? A nut time? Well, a big I old call nut it, I, I mean, I, call it, I just call it dinner is what I call it. But yeah, we had a nut roast, which you had never heard of before. And, oh, I've heard about it. <laughs> right. But yours is a sex move. This is actually a dinner. This is a meal, right? Oh, it's it's a meal for some. <laughs> a nut roast. It's yeah. the vegetarian alternative. The only two ingredients I know for sure that were in mind because they were mentioned on the menu description are pecans and almonds. But I don't know what else was involved in it to make it all so tasty and make it all stick mm -hmm. together and and seem like meat. Yeah. But it was 
delicioso. And I, it will not be my last nut roast, I'll tell you that. No, it won't. Bean had a nut roast, which is also called a nut loaf, and then they played, will Eddie eat a nut loaf? <laughs> nut loaf nut is loaf. today's food. Is that something Eddie Pence would eat? There's only one way for us to find out. Let's pull the handle. One nut Wait, so are we going to guess which one? What do, what do you eat it? Lindsay? No. No. Edwin? I'm saying no. Okay. Jen, you heard it. Yes. Nut loaf two, nut loaves. What? And it tastes like a nut loaf. He wants a big, warm slice of nut loaf. Oh, I give him some nut loaf in his mouth. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. This is the, the, the podcast roundup. This is our podcast because Edwin has to go. Thank you all for listening. Bye, Thank everybody. You. Bye. Bye. And now, a moment with Bean. The only thing I can think is uh, mistaken, door, mistaken door. They, they mistaken thought Mistaken doorbell to... identity? <laughs> no. I was thinking, I, I'm not sure how to say it, but they, they meant to go to somebody else's house, got the wrong... Uh, apartment or condo or house number, whatever you have. How about wrong address? Like that? <laughs> that would have been a more succinct way to say it. That was a moment with me. I mean, yeah, I guess I could have done that. I like mistaken door. <laughs> They're playing the troop. I hear they're very good. <laughs>